This podcast contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Creepy Cannabis Podcast, where we chat all things creepy, cannabis, true crime, paranormal, and weird. I'm Madeline. I'm Rachel. And today we're telling the story of how my house was haunted. And might uh, still be unclear. I feel as though she's been banished. I'll get into <laughs> it. But the house for sure was haunted. And before all of you were like, oh my god, I don't believe in ghosts. This is so lame. It's a good story, and trust, you'll believe in ghosts when I'm done. It's true. It's scary as fuck. The scarier thing happening today <laughs> is the the um, the cannabis that is being partooketh by Madeline today. I need to preface this by saying <laughs> that three of my coworkers told me, they were like, I was getting some pre-rolls for Thanksgiving, as one does, <laughs> because you're about to eat a lot of food. Hello. So I'm getting some pre-rolls, and my coworker was like, oh, you got to try Poochie Love, because like it's always flying off the shelves when we have it. Like Everyone loves Poochie Love, and I'm like, all right, don't love the name, but... It definitely, I'm just going to say it, it sounds like Poochie Love. Mm-hmm. I was like, ew. I know, I don't, I don't even like to say it. Um... <laughs> Like that strain last week that came from like what a pink panties. <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, yeah, let me try it. Like it's flying off the shelves. I should know what the the fuss is about. Yes. Right? And this one is testing at 29%. Uh, the one from my work specifically. Usually it's I think it's lower. It said it was like 19 to 23% on average, but this one is testing at 29. Oh no. So she's she's strong. And, um, yeah, Poochie Love, it is... How does one get Poochie Love? Oh, okay. I was like, how does one get that? How do you make Poochie Love? It's a a sativa strain that descends from the, quote, ever so tasteful dog shit (laughs) and Face Off OG. The other strain is so normal, Face Off OG. I mean, it's not normal, but, like, dog shit? (laughs) Who named a strain dog shit? But I'm going to be honest with you. It smells like dog shit. All right. You're because you got it in your head. You got it in your head that the name is it's not even f- supposed to smell as bad as dog shit itself, which is its own strain. But it literally says the dog shit parent is famous <laughs> for its um novel smell <laughs> Ew. that gave this strain its name. But Poochie Love came out smelling a little bit more earthy, like herbal spice, which I would which is great, but also, like, what the fuck does dog shit smell like? This <laughs> definitely, once you got it in your mind. That smells like a dog shit in a cannabis you get it in your mind and you're, like, you're smelling it and you're, like, Ugh. It's, like, what is that thing called? Like, the placebo effect? Yeah. Where you convince yourself. Whatever. Yes. Anyway. So, apparently, dog shit is one of the most famous strains in the cannabis industry. Never Who heard knew? of it. Never heard of her. Um, <laughs> its potent sativa effects boggle the mind 
and bring users uh, to soaring new heights. Sadly, despite the promise of an uplifting cerebral buzz, many keep from trying the strain due to its repugnant smell. As you would have if you weren't hoodwinked. That's dog shit, not poochie love. Oh, I see. It's parent. Um, So where poochie love really shines is... um, it's powerful but motivating euphoria. So it stimulates creative energy, uh, creative and social energy. It's the perfect companion day for busy days uh, where you need to be functional, and a functional mind is paramount. Okay. So, like, sounds great. Why does it have to be from dog shit? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like, I get why it's so popular because I bet people don't know. Yeah. That is where the strain comes from. Like, if you don't hear that in your mind, you're not going to think dog shit when you smell it, obviously. It doesn't smell like dog shit. Yeah, it definitely... It just like has... It's like it gets it in your mind. It just has, like, a more pungent... It's earthy. It's, uh... The terpenes are very earthy and aromatic. Mm. You know, it's not fruity. It's not floral. It's, like, very earthy yeah. and musky. Like patchouli. Yeah. So, this strain gives an energizing buzz that surges throughout the body and reinvigorates the user. It begins in the temples as a rush of euphoria that enhances the mood. Well, that's what I need on this Friday. You are going to need that when I start telling you the scary story. Along with the mental stimulation is a clarity that sparks creativity. It allows um, thoughts to flow smoothly and form freely and uh, helps you to innovate ideas. It's Honestly, okay, sounds I smoked this today, divine. This meeting that I needed this for. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get you that coffee mug that says, "Oh, thanks, another meeting that could have been a fucking email." <laughs> Actually, all of my meeting, my meetings need to be fucking meetings. Let's leave it at that. R.I.P. <laughs> Along with the mental stimulation. Oh, I did read that already. <laughs> okay. Coupled with heightened sense of focus, it renews motivation so casual users can work on tasks for a long period of time, even after consumption. So after an hour or two, the predominantly sativa strain um, starts to... Oh, the predominantly sativa strain's indica effects start to manifest after an hour or two. So that takes a light pressure from between the eyes that slowly trickles down to the rest of your body starts um with a really sedating effect over time oh okay so you can have like a really creative like sash and then it's like we're gonna peacefully put you to sleep it's probably like when you eat too much sugar and then your body's like sugar rush now we are not it's like that time that i took pre-workout and then i blacked out and i woke up woke up and my whole bedroom was clean and i was like listening to ashanti when you gave me pre-workout i was like this is adderall Yes. This is crushed Adderall that Correct. they sell on the market. I, we, I take the one called Lit AF, and let me tell you something. Mm-mm. You're like, <laughs> gotta anyway, get it done. Is, I think this is one of the first sativa strains in flower that I've done. Oh. So it's going to be euphoric, creative, stimulating. I'm okay. very distracted because we sent our men on a mission. A very, very time-sensitive, important mission. <laughs> To get Chick-fil-A before they close at 10 p.m. Well, it's 8.54. But they're they're back, and I can hear Arlo and Petrie down there barking up a storm. Oh, my Chick-fil-A is going to be cold. And I'm going to be honest that we're not going to edit it out, and you're going to get a combination of a podcast and a little bit of that um, ASMR of Maddie eating Chick-fil-A. Or we might just pause pause it. Why don't we just, we're going to pause it here, and you guys are going to know that we're enjoying Chick-fil-A in this Mm -hmm. time. Good day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you can go. We're, good. We're live. We're back. 
Everything's fine. Okay. Wait. So we're done talking about the dog shit. Just making sure I didn't yeah, cut off any important shit, details. I mean, dog shit. You know, it's the apparently the one of the most popular strains in the industry. I'm going to have to ask a few people in the industry because I've never heard of it. But Bitch is ablaze now, so we're about to find out. Well, I know this is... It tastes good. The child of dog shit, not the actual I mean, dog shit. it tastes shit. like weed. So. Truly, it smells like weed, too. It's just like you get it in your head. Yeah. It, like you it's said, just it just smells earthy. earthy. Yeah. So, I do have to tell one story prior to telling the haunting story because it it was genuinely the craziest thing that has ever happened to me in the 14 plus years I've worked in veterinary medicine. And it's also creepy. So it just has to happen. So unfortunately, it's not uncommon at all to have people call around and try to reach us if their pet passes away at home and they want to cremate them. You know, people don't know what to do with their body in the state that we live in. It is actually illegal to bury your pet at home because what yeah so wild animals and even other people's pets can smell that and it's they dig it up so you know and a lot we of buried people, a lot of hamsters on our property when i was young well and i you i'm sure you can get away with that but like trying to bury it's like, like hammy one through six <laughs> <laughs> trying to do like a cat or a dog so it's important to know that the animal hospital that I work at is right next door to a taxidermy place that also sells like reptiles and whatever rabbits and stuff so this guy calls and he's like you know do you guys do cremation services and I'm like yeah for sure and I'm explaining the different options and one of the things that we offer is we can do a hair clipping so we can like trim off some of their hair and put it in like an ornament if you want to put it on your tree or something like that and I always say to people because some people are really freaked out by that I always say some people don't like it but it is something we offer if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, no, I don't think that's weird considering I'm getting my cat's skull preserved. And I was like, I beg your fucking pardon? It it also was like. It's always too early. It's 11 a.m. Please. So I was like, okay, please. I didn't want to be rude because like his beloved pet had Mm -hmm. just passed away, whose name I will not say out of respect for her. But. He was like, yeah, I'm getting the skull preserved at the taxidermy place right next to your hospital. So that's why I called you. She's over there now and they're going to do this treatment, preserve her skull, and they put it in like a botanical display. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. To each their own. I don't it's know a, your it's life. It's a vibe. So he's like, but how do I get the paw print and the hair clipping? Because I really want them. And I'm like, OK, let me just call over there and like see where we are. Let me I'll call you back. So I call over to the taxidermy place. I explain the situation and I'm like, hey, uh, I need to get this pet's paw print and hair clipping. And uh, I'm just going to put a trigger warning right here because the rest of this deals with like morbid talk about deceased animals. Um, But the animals know more. It is not feeling any pain. And this guy did clearly love his pet. So I I call over. I explain the situation and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the cat's here. We're getting ready to skin it to do its skull preservation and i'm like oh (laughs) great Uh, um i'm gonna need think to call you guys before he took the body to the taxidermist well he didn't know i don't think like people don't know the process yeah he thought to call you people after he left it at the taxidermist 
next. This is like gonna like be he hard. It off at the taxidermist, yes. and then he was like, you know what? I Let want me cremation. Call this animal hospital right across the street and see what's good. So here's the thing, and I'm very sorry because I feel like pretty much any person listening to this has probably had a pet that has passed, been cremated, been euthanized, X Y Z. But the reality of the situation is the pet is frozen until they are picked up by the cremation facility who handles them with very much care. But it does affect your ability to get their little paw impression, things like that, because just like a person, they get a little hard. They get a little firm. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. We're professionals. So they said, you can come over, you can get the hair clipping and the paw print before we proceed with a skull preservation. I'm like, great. So I asked one of my coworkers, can you hop over there with me real quick for this unprecedented, unprecedented journey across the fucking yellow brick road? So we go over expecting some type of professional scenario. That is not what occurred. It was a taxidermist. It's a taxidermist, but the front of the store is like a, it's like a, it's like a pet store. So with all these reptiles and like whatever. So they, they bring out the pet in a little coffin and they take us like a little coffin. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, little burial boxes for pets. They're, like, little tiny, like, cardboard like coffins. like a small coffin? Yeah, they're, like, little cardboard it coffins. It like a small... Kind of. Like a little vampire coffin? Mm, Black? No. <laughs> it's white. Uh-oh. But they're... they're Look. Fine. And the pet... I don't know the history, because he wasn't a client of ours, but the pet still had his pressure... Her pressure wrap from being at the ER. So he clearly had had this pet at the ER, was doing everything for her, and yeah. whatever her sickness was, she passed away. And this so guy sad. loved her and wanted to preserve her. And I did find out she was very, very old, too. So she lived a very good life, and he just wanted to remember her. That's so sad. What bothered me is that we get over there, and kind of off to the side, they have, like, a lot of taxidermy things. Kind of, like, a little bit out of eyesight, but still very much public. Mm-hmm. And they hand us the barrel box and make us sit on the floor in the middle of the store to do this. So... I'm like, do you not have respect for your customers? Like, I, this is something I'm used to seeing, not something a person walking down the street would like to see. Yeah. So, obviously, we use our bodies to, like, block her body, and we get her little impression of her paw print, and we get her little hair clipping, and we give her back, and everything was fine, and I called the gentleman back, and I obviously just let him know, like, it was fine. They didn't do anything harmful. Like, they took good care of the pet. I just thought it was bizarre that they had us, like, you work at a vet and then you're in a taxidermy shop, like, getting a paw print for a client that you've never even met. It was just really weird. That's weird as hell. It was so weird. But everything was fine. I called the guy. I let him know. And he doesn't even live anywhere near where we live. He, like, had to find a, t- a place that would do the skull preservation for her. Oh so... He was like, you know, I'll be back in a couple weeks to pick up the skull preservation. And I'm like, great, at that time. But then when they're done doing the skull preservation, they have to bring us the rest of her to cremate. It was just so bizarre. And I get it. Like, things have to happen in a very scientific order. And this person was not grossed out or in any way. Like, he was. that's what he wanted to do. And look, Sean, my husband always jokes with me because one of my cats is super plush. And he's like, when his time comes, I'm going to taxidermy him or turn him into a blanket. But, like, I get it. I more so was creeped out by just the entire 
like mm-hmm. situation how it went down but like, is that not the weirdest thing went to work that day not prepared for that no to happen so. but you know this is kind of the year where like whenever something horrible happens you're like that tracks i'm like yeah uh. so that was a longer story than i anticipated but i had to get it off my chest because it was so weird that is bizarre. so now we're going to talk about the time that my house was haunted mm-hmm. it's basically it was, it was. a Yes, it was. And there was a very short series of events. I'm going to tell you how they unfolded and then how everything came to a stop. I'm going to give the smallest little backstory because all of the haunting events happened in our bedroom, our like master bedroom. So when we bought the house, um, that room initially went to my niece, my two nieces who like lived with us on the weekends. And they always told me they were really uncomfortable in there. It was very stagnant. They just got really bad vibes. And my one niece is um, like a practicing Wiccan, I think is the right term. Mm -hmm. So at the time, she was very heavy into that. And she was like, I'm just getting really bad energy. I just don't feel right in here. Uh, My niece, Demetra. Oh, she was like bad energy. It just feels heavy. I don't like that. So we switched and we put our room in there. And he, I mean, you've slept in there a couple times with me. It is a very <laughs> a like... A couple times being every single time that I've ever slept in <laughs> prior when, to having a room in this house. When Maddie yeah. used to come to visit, she would sleep in the bed with me and Sean would sleep on the couch because he's a real gentleman, guys. Yeah, he is just very kind. He's been very number one supporter of this friendship. Yes, he definitely is like, he understands that when you marry a woman, you marry her best friend and that's just how it happens. True. Even though I met Madeline, like, 10 years into my marriage, he still knows he's second fiddle. (laughs) But it is a very stagnant, hot room. It doesn't have good airflow. It's only got one window. It is a heavy room. But mainly, it's extremely, extremely dark. And the best reference I have is when my nieces and nephew were, like, in their pre-teens and teens. Their favorite thing to do is to come over and we would turn off all the lights in the entire house and we would play hide-and-seek in the dark. You've never done it. It is so fun. I couldn't. If you have brave kids that are, like, pre-teen, teenage, I'm telling you guys, it was the best bonding. We loved it so much because it's dark, so you can hide in, like, the most mundane places. But I remember that one time... That my bedroom is so pitch black that Sean was standing up against the wall and we had come up the hallway and the hallway light was on. Every light up here was on and the bedroom light was off. And I walked by and looked right in and still couldn't see him up against the wall. That's how pitch black our bedroom is. I like literally want to look over my shoulder. Tell me if something's there. So it's just always been a very dark, heavy room. My dog is barking so much this entire thing. So someone did pass away in this house, the elderly woman that lived here before, but she did not pass away in our bedroom. She passed away in like our office and she was a very friendly, sweet little old lady. So I knew off the bat, any shit that was going down was not that sweet little pumpkin. It was malicious and maniacal. So the first incident that ever happened When you first walk right into my bedroom, like you're standing in the doorway, on the right-hand side on the floor, Mm. I had a lamp, like a regular lamp without a lampshade because none of my house had overhead light. Like you couldn't walk into a room and flick a light switch. You needed the extra light. Right. So you have to plug light into the wall and manually turn it on. Mm -hmm. That's just how our house is set up in most rooms. Mm -hmm. So we had that lamp sitting there with no shade. We left to go somewhere, and I reached down, and I turned the light off. We went about our day, 
and we came home. And coincidentally, when we came home, I came upstairs and Sean went to the basement to get laundry. And I came up and I didn't turn on the hallway light because it's your house. You know where you're going. So in the dark, I walked to the bedroom and I reached down and I turned the light on and it didn't come on. And I was like, okay, great. It's fine. The light bulb burned out. So as you would expect, I reached for the light bulb to take it out. And it wasn't sick to myself. It wasn't in the lamp. So I'm like, the what so then i start reaching around and as you might recall there's no hallway light on it's nighttime and our bedroom's already pitch black so i can't see my hand in front of my face Mm -hmm. and i'm feeling around on the floor and i find the fucking light bulb on the floor it is on the floor so obviously i was super freaked out because your mind immediately tries to explain away weird shit like you hear a scary noise in the night You don't immediately get up, get a gun out, and, like, prepare to defend your honor. You're like, oh, it must have been something else. It must not be someone here to murder me. Like, your brain just doesn't go there. So I'm trying to figure out, like... I always assume that's someone trying to murder me. But, you know, in this situation, like, what... What? I still, to this day, like, what could have happened? The light bulb was twisted okay. in. It would have to untwist. So, no. So, that was the thing. So, my nephew, for those of you who don't, don't know, he's an adult now, but he periodically will live with us as he's, like, trying to get things going. So, no. No one else lived here. So, I, I start screaming That's for fucked. Sean. That because and If someone else lived there, I'd be like. So, I believe that everyone should do this, by the way. Sean and I have watched enough scary movies that we have an actual pact that if ever one of us believes that the house is haunted or that we are haunted or there's a possession, that the the spouse has to believe them and has to act as though they're not crazy. Because you ever notice how movies like that's the shit that goes down and the partner never believes them yeah, until somebody's fucking dead right away. Yes. So we Crack had an agreement. The agreement is you have to believe me. So I start yelling for him because, honestly, my brain went right to someone broke in and is fucking with me. That's where my brain went because someone had to unscrew that light bulb. (laughs) So anyway, he, he comes upstairs. I explain what happened. I put the light bulb back in and the light is on. So whatever. I'm literally. So he's like. Okay, this is kind of weird, but he's like duding it up. He's like, I ain't worried about this, but I'll check the house for you. He looks everywhere. We don't see anybody and we forget about it and we move on with our lives. And for a couple weeks, that was it. It was just a weird thing that had happened. So then a few weeks later, we get a dresser. So right in the spot, right when you walk in, the lamp that used to be on the floor We put a dresser right there on that right-hand wall, and it was, like, in the corner, just kind of pushed up against the wall and all the way in the corner. So if you are standing in the doorway and you look to the right, it's right there. And we put the lamp on top. So same lamp, without a shade, whatever. From the moment we put that dresser in there, every one of my cats, I had three at the time, would get up on the thing every night, and they would meow in the corner, at the corner, all the time and they do this type of meow if anybody has cats you know exactly what I'm talking about it's it's actually like a frustrated chirp that felines do when they want prey and they want to kill it but they can't they do a chirp to mimic absolutely don't like that at all. oh yeah so they do a chirp to mimic the sound of dying prey 
to comfort them. It's a really weird thing that cats do. So if you ever hear your cat doing like that, like that chattering and they're chirping, it's because they're frustrated because they see something and they want to get it to kill it and they can't. Like my cats do it a lot with bugs, like malls or whatever. So they're doing it constantly in this corner, constantly, all three of them, meowing every night to the point we had to start kicking them out of the bedroom and they couldn't sleep in there at night. It's just irritating. And then nothing happens again for a while. So one important thing to know about me as a person is I cannot sleep with the television or the light on at all. Like my body physically can't fall asleep if there's light. So I have to have like blackout curtains. We literally have a sheet that hangs over our window. I I can attest to that. Yes. If the TV's on, I will make Sean turn it off. Like I will toss and turn. So I will never go to sleep with a bright ass light on. So we go to bed. We're dead ass asleep. And then I wake up to Sean saying, babe, why'd you turn the light on? And I was like, what? And he was like, why did you get up and turn on the light? And it was it was terrifying for me because, like I said, with like men, I feel like at least my experience with Sean, he's very dismissive of my fear at like nighttime like if I think someone's breaking in or I hear a noise he's like babe it's fine whatever mm-hmm. he shot up so fast and was like someone has to be in here someone came so in scared. here and turned on this light I'm so scared right now <laughs> and it was scary because I'm he was so afraid scared. and I don't see him afraid when guys are scared it's terrifying I'm I, I can't look I can't I'm, even exist mm-mm. I can't exist I'm an independent woman right up until the time that I don't want to live alone because I need a strong, muscly man to save me. Like, I'll live alone. No, you're braver than me. I'll live alone, but, Mm -mm. like, I need a bat. I need a man to sacrifice himself for me so that I can run away. So, anyway, he shoots up out of bed and he's like, someone's in here. And he is ripping everything apart, checking the entire house. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. And it was like your typical like 3 a.m. situation. So it was like, I was like, it's, I was like, this is it. I'm being possessed by the devil. Like the Holy Spirit has left me and the devil's invading my body. So he checks everywhere. He can't find anything. And at that point, I'm pretty sure we ended up getting rid of the light. Like I was like, this is weird. It must be an electrical issue. It was the same light. It's not electrical. So I deduced, I literally, this is how my mind worked. I was like, okay, it's an electrical issue. The <laughs> night that the light bulb popped out, there was like an electrical short and it jolted it and it shot the bulb out. Like, this is what I've convinced myself of. So I'm like, okay. So then nothing happens again for a few more weeks. But I just feel uneasy and it's starting to kind of pile up a little bit. The cats are still being kind of weird. And I just, I can't shake it, but I'm like, Whatever. So the next event, which also... All, some, like, long-term trauma. Yes. So all the things that happened as well, it's important to know that, like, the, how unusual they were for our lifestyle. So, Sean, we have been together 13 or 14 years, and he moved in with me three months after we got together. So we've been sleeping together in the same bed for 14 years. Wow. That's a fuckload of time. Yes. So we got married when I was 20, to be fair. Mm -hmm. But Sean has never so much as mumbled in his sleep. I'm telling you, not a word. Not a word. So I'm dead asleep. I feel like 
a gyration. Is that a word? I'm gyrating. My body's like rumbling. And I'm like, what is that? And I wake up and Sean is sitting up. Maddie, sitting. I can't look at you. He's sitting in the bed, in the pitch black. I'm so scared. And he is hysterically laughing. Like, doubled over. You've seen how he gets. Remember the Waluigi night? Stop. Like that. Fucking laughing. I told Kramer he could never bring it up again. He was like, I'm going to talk about it. I was like, no. We'll tell you the story one day. Never bring it up again. That is definitely some best friend code shit. Side note, we had, like, it's a story for another time, but there was an incident with Mario Party. All you need to know is it's a Waluigi incident. And Sean is never allowed to make that murr sound ever again. But he was laughing like that, like how Maddie's laughing right now, stoned on weed. He was hysterically laughing. And I said, babe. And I'm scared again. And he goes, I said, what's so funny? And his eyes are closed. And he said, it's... What did he say? Oh, he was like, my tape. My tape's going around the room and it's cutting up all your stuff. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to have to kill him or perform an exorcism. Oh, no, no, no. Correct. So then that was horrifying. And again, nothing happened for a few weeks. Honestly, that alone ever happening to anyone you deserve to die is grounds for exorcism yes or have an exorcism so then a few weeks go by and i'm dead asleep and i wake up and i'm just standing at the end of the bed i just i wake up standing there i'm looking at sean in the pitch black at the bottom of our bed like i got out of bed and walked around and i come to I don't know how I actually got there. I don't know if I slid out like backwards or if I got out and walked around and I was like, what the fuck is happening? So at that point, that's terrifying because I also don't sleepwalk or anything like that. I do have extremely vivid nightmares like all the time. I have vivid dreams every single night. And I remember them. It's basically like I'm living two lives every day. That's why I'm always tired. Yeah. It's never get rest. It's horrible. I'm always If you're a person that has vivid dreams, like, you get it. And definitely, like, mine are so vivid and so bizarre. But I don't know how I got there. I just, I was looking at him. And at that point, I think that was the first time that I was like, this isn't actually funny anymore. Like, I was starting to get genuinely scared. I mean, I've been scared since you opened your mouth. <laughs> but, like, when that's I happening to you. I my feet up against, like, my <laughs> knees are touching my chest. To like because cradle. I don't want my feet to touch the ground. I know that feeling. Down there. You don't want the monster to get to you. Like I'm one of those people who turns off the light and sprints up the stairs yes. so the oh, stair yes. monster can't get me. You ever see the TikTok where it's like a bunch of guys running up the stairs behind you? Yes. yes. Or the one where the thing chases him yep. and he gets all the way That's to his exactly bedroom. What I imagine. But at this point, like I was getting, I was getting to the point that I was like, "This is really happening. What? What do we do?" Like, I was, I was getting actually scared. Like, it was no longer just some stories. Like, it was getting scary. And then, uh, so Sean and I are sleeping again. And at this time, our nephew had moved in. So, our bedrooms are across the hall from each other. So, Jake's room was where Maddie's room is now. Directly across the hall. So, if you open our bedroom door, it looks across the hall at that bedroom door. Yes. So, right across. Yep. 
So again, we're sleeping and we're spooning. So Sean's behind me. And in the middle of a dead ass sleep, he let out three of the most blood curdling screams I've ever heard. It was so bad that I, you know, you know, your brain tries to process things really fast. For a moment, my brain said, he's being axe murdered and I'm about to die. Like, that's how it sounded. It sounded like somebody being killed. Like, it, it, it wasn't like the movies, like, a loud, deep scream. It was like a terrified, oh guttural, like, literally, horrible scream. the highest tone? But it was like deep. It was like a painful, like, it, I really believed he was being stabbed. Like, it oh was, I was, it was so bad that my nephew got out of bed and was banging on our bedroom door thinking we were being killed. So we keep our bedroom door locked at night. It's just like a thing. And I hear him. Yeah, we keep it locked every night. And I hear him banging on the bedroom door, screaming for Sean. Should I be keeping Sean. my door locked every night? No, I don't know why I <laughs> do it. Did you hear how high my <laughs> I'm an extremely paranoid person, and I have really deep-seated fear of, Great, like, so they're going to try people. your door. It's going to be locked, and they're going to come right down the hall. But in your door. closet, you can take off that hatch and hide in the crawl space. With my drill gun, then I have to unscrew the screw. Keep it unscrewed. Have you never seen a horror movie? Fuck. What if I keep it unscrewed, it'll fall down. It just needs to be propped up. And then you put a handle on the inside so you can hold no, it closed. it's drafty in there. But, so he lets out these screams. But he's dead asleep. So Jake's banging on the door. Sean is screaming. How, how quickly after he started screaming was Jake to the door? Sean let out three screams that I recall. Because I was asleep yeah, when I heard yes, them. But know, each one was long. It was like a, ah, ah. Up, but like these deep like deep 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 like i honestly like that's just terrifying you don't I, have to describe it it was so anymore. horrible uh, the only thing i could equate it to is when i was a kid we watched a car accident and a lady must have had a concussion and was scared and she was screaming and it was like that Fuck. it was horrible so anyway my brain i've never felt fear like that in my life like i was convinced my self-preservation kicked in and it was like prepare yourself you're gonna die so i guess jake like banging on the door woke kind of woke sean up but not really he just stopped screaming and then i got up and let jake in and i was like i I don't i don't know and i turned on the light and he's dead ass asleep dead i woke him up i was like wake the fuck up sir were his eyes open or closed he was close he was asleep (gasps) he was sleeping and again had never had nightmares and by the way after this whole haunting experience it's never happened again so that happened and i was like okay Mm -mm. so then it was a few more hell no correct so it was a few more, like several more weeks before the last incident, well, the second to last incident happened, uh, because within this time, Jake's girlfriend at the time moved in and they were living in the basement because it's bigger down there. So they had like a little living room bedroom situation in the basement. Um, so that room was free. I don't know what we were doing with it at the time. Cats. Probably. Correct. Um, so Jake was all the way in the basement. It was just me and Sean up here. So, the the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, believe it or not, with all this other stuff, um, I don't know which way I want to start with this, but I have a, um, a music box that you have to, I still have it. I'll actually show it to you when we're done. I don't want to 
want to say it. But it's the kind that you have to wind up, and it's a little hummingbird sitting mm-hmm. on, like, a little stand, and you have to wind it up. Yes. And you know how those work. You have work. to wind it actively and for a long period of time. They will not play music unless they are wound up. There All is the way. no way to get them to play unless they're wound up. You could turn it just once, and it'll play for a half a second. Yeah. But you cannot get it to play music. The only exception is after it's done, like, if you wind it up and it plays yeah. out, sometimes, like, the few seconds after, you might get, like, an extra little, like, boop, boop, boop for yeah, a few but seconds. not, like, the song. So, have you ever been... I don't even know why I'm asking, because I know for a fact everyone has experienced this, because there's TikToks about it. But when you're asleep and your alarm infiltrates your dream Mm -hmm. and then it wakes you up yes so i'm asleep and i hear this i have this dream and there's this sound and i recognize it and eventually eventually it wakes me up and as i'm half awake i reach up to the headboard where i had my phone and i'm smacking my phone trying to get my alarm to go off I pick up my phone, I look at it, and it's 1.14 in the morning. I'll never forget it till the day I die. And I'm thinking, where is the sound coming from? And I look over on my side table, and I realize it's this music box. <laughs> and I start to cry and panic. And I'm like, Sean, 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 <laughs> wake up, wake up. And the moment he opened his eyes, it went off. The moment. I was so hysterical. Do you know how long it had to be playing to infiltrate my dream, wake me up, me to realize it wasn't my alarm? (laughs) I want to cry. I was so scared. scared. And Sean was so dismissive. And he was like, "Uh, it's fine, whatever, that I went to the basement and I crawled in between my nephew and his fucking girlfriend and I slept in their bed. As would I. I was like, let me in this bitch. I'm going to die. Today. I can't be out there today. So that was the second to last situation. And at that point, I was getting extremely stressed out. I'm obviously not going to call the fucking Catholic Church for an exorcism because I don't even know if that's real. But I was scared. I was super scared. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So then I got mad. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting in my living room and we have this mural of like pictures and decorations on the wall. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm tired of fucking around with this ghost. Either actually come for me, possess me, kill me, whatever's going to happen. But I'm not going to live like this anymore. And if you're actually here, why don't you just knock one of those pictures off the wall? Since you're so capable of touching all my shit. Nothing happened. I went on my way. Went to bed. Got up. Went to work. Came home. And the exact picture that I had pointed at was on the floor. And that was the last thing that ever happened. That happened, and then we never experienced another haunting-like thing again. Like, not one. Not one weird sound, not one draft, not one more fucking weird-ass Shaw nightmare. No more tape cutting up all my shit. That's the scariest part. And it was just gone. And that was a couple years ago. And it was just, I have no idea. Truly the first time she was telling me these stories were like, when we first met, which was like six years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, was this recent? Or? It was recent at the time that I was telling you. 
but it's and then i was sleeping alone in the office with petrie and i was like cuddle me <laughs> help help which is help. where she died by the way i I don't think it was that lady and honestly like I'm not even really sure what I believe because for being a very religious person who believes in like heaven and hell I also very much so believe in like spirits and ghosts Mm -hmm. I definitely believe in like possession to a degree and aliens yes but I just I don't know how to explain it and that's what I don't like the most and I don't like when people are extremely dismissive And I think people get dismissive just when you use the word haunted or ghost. You can call it whatever you want. Those events factually occurred like that. And I don't know what it was or why it was. That's what it was. But it was so... I I was truly like, we're going to have to move. Like, there's something really wrong. Burn the whole house down. It was so scary. And I still, to this day, don't know. It's been fine. And that's just it. That's the whole story. Like, I, I don't know. I hate reliving that. I'm sorry that I put We're you in the house. I know. This it's room was never weird, though. This was always a chill room. It was only the bedroom. Yeah, but the bedroom is through that wall right there. I gotta sleep in it later. I don't know, man. But I, I really like hearing people's ghost stories. And I'd be interested to, like, hear other people's experiences because i felt i felt crazy like i was like i'm actually crazy like if this keeps up like and when you see movies where like more extreme things are happening and those people are so run down and exhausted like i get it i was afraid to go to sleep like afraid to it was horrible but we survived it and i again i i'll never know what it was until I get to the pearly gates and ask the Lord himself. But I don't know. That ain't right. Do you know what you're going to do next week? No. It was a week. Yeah. It was a week. It was a holiday week. It was Green Wednesday, which is apparently a fucking thing. <laughs> Thanksgiving, we were open till three. Which I you were open on really Thanksgiving? Two hours. Yeah. That's some baby back bullshit. <clears throat> until three. My job wouldn't close if I was bleeding to death on the front lawn and even they were closed for Thanksgiving. And then today was Black Friday. I mean, I get that. Do you? They would never close. We would never be closed ever. Well, Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Literally, it could be like six foot of snow and they'd be like, great, now you're snowed in and you can't even get home, so you might as well work. People will call Christmas Day thinking like we're open, hoping we're open. Absolutely not. Like, ma'am, sir, plan ahead. Yeah. You buy your Christmas presents early. I feel like it's always people who don't observe Christmas because my husband works in elevator maintenance. Or whatever holiday you celebrate, but like. He gets calls all the time on Christmas and they'll just be like, I don't celebrate that shit. Come fix my elevator. (laughs) Some years he has to work it, but they take turns, thankfully, at his company. But you should see the holiday decorations we have. Is it so cute? elaborate i mean i'm gonna let you know that i decorated for christmas the day after halloween and if you have something to say about that just remember that it costs zero dollars to worry about yourself i love it and it's so cozy Mm -hmm. maddie's boyfriend just came in and was like it's so warm and cozy in here it is because i love christmas i'm basically like fucking christmas elf all right well i think that's long enough i think we want to go hang out with our booze 
Yes, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.